0: Let's get on with the show.
1: All right, hey everyone, welcome back to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm your host Jen Amos, and today I have with me Madeline McCrae, who is the CEO of MM McCrae Coaching and Consulting. Her website is mmmcray.com. Madeline, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you so much, Jen. Delighted to be here.
1: Yeah, same. Uh, I thought I'd start asking. Um, how's 2021 treating you so far?
2: It is rock solid. It's been an awesome, awesome start to the year. I um, kicked off the year teaching a retreat. So Mm. virtual retreat, which was incredible, set a lot of people on fire with their intentions for the year. Mm -hmm. And it's just been nonstop ever since.
1: Awesome. I love hearing that. Uh, So you mentioned this retreat. For people that are getting to know about your coaching and consulting business for the first time, um, what do you love to coach and consult about? And who are the people that love working with you?
2: Yeah. So we generally focus on the home improvement, home professional space. Mm -hmm. So anything that is at all related to remodel is stuff that we work with. People Mm -hmm. who sell their goods, products, services to consumers in their home Mm -hmm. Um, That's our jam, right? Mm -hmm. We work with those business owners day in and day out. And on the coaching side, what that looks like is working directly with the owner and or their team, depends on how big their team is, Mm -hmm. to help them up their level of leadership, to help them up their sales game, and just to run their business on purpose, Mm -hmm. right? A lot of people succeed almost accidentally, and we want to help to make success more Mm -hmm. intentional so Mm -hmm. that you move in the direction of what you want.
1: I like how you said, help them run their business on purpose, yes. because just like what you said, I think it's very common that a lot of entrepreneurs are what, what I've called like accidental entrepreneurs. They kind yes. of fell into it out of necessity. And it's really been about kind of keeping it going. You know, it's more about keeping it going than it is about like actually enjoying it and actually yeah. doing it with purpose. Um, and so I see you agreeing a lot. So I imagine you run into a lot of these accidental entrepreneurs as well. Yeah.
2: I, I legitimately call most of my clients accidental business owners, right? Love they didn't it. mean to have a business. Mm. That wasn't their intentional purpose. They're like, hey, I'm just going to try this thing and do this thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need a person to help me. I need another person to help me. And they, Oh my gosh, I have a business. And then what the heck do I do having a business? Because most of them, you know, don't have a formal education in terms of business operations. They say that they don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. The truth of the matter is that every single person, is making it up as we go along. Everyone, everyone, even Warren freaking Buffett makes it up as he goes along, okay? Mm-hmm. And the the thing about it is, is just standing on the shoulders of giants, paying mm-hmm. attention to what people who are doing what you're doing have done to achieve success and then not face swapping them, mm-hmm. right? Don't just do all the same exact things and be like, huh, I wonder why that didn't work. Well, face swap is a really fun thing to do, mm-hmm. but it's not a way to live, mm-hmm. Right. So you have to look at what they do and then apply those principles to where you are and to what you're trying to do. And sometimes you have to take a little principle from here and a little principle from there and a little principle from here and recreate it into your own. And yeah. that's my my area of brilliance is helping owners, leaders look at their organization, no matter if they're at, you know, a couple of hundred grand or, you know, eight figures plus. Mm -hmm. And to find out what do we need to tweak and change in order to make this brand, this business flow more effectively towards your intended destination. Mm
1: I think that's a good approach to focus on taking inspiration from these giants uh, that are in your industry, for example, as opposed to saying like, oh, how am I going to do better than my parents? You know, it's like, how am I, what am I, how am I going to do what they didn't do? Like, I'm going to do what they didn't do. Right. And and that, that could only get you so far, I think before you're really just kind of playing that comparison game and you're really just trying to prove yourself when you don't Mm -hmm. have to, that's not really what this race or this journey is about. It's about getting the, you know, like you said, helping them run a business on purpose, not trying to be better than someone else or trying to reach a certain level of success or please someone, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I I tell my people all the time, stop judging yourself by someone else's yardstick Mm. because you're going to fall short of your own expectations of their expectations. It's really critical to know where you are today. Not where you had hoped you would be, not where you imagined you would be when you were younger, not where your family or your friends or your spouse or your fill in the blank wants you to be, but where are you? And then for you to assess, is that where I want to be? Is this where I would like to be? Do I feel happy here? Do I feel fulfilled here? Am I joyful? Mm -hmm. And if you're not answering yes, yes, yes to those things, Mm -hmm. then you have to decide, well, where would I like to be? Yeah. And you can't navigate from a where you wish you were. You have to navigate mm-hmm. from a where are you for real. And yeah. when you keep trying to exit where you are without trying to navigate out of it, that's where all that tension comes in. Because yeah. you have to have a starting destination in order to calculate your route.
1: Right. Absolutely. Um, I think it's it's safe to say that uh, it's difficult for people to actually evaluate where they are today and to kind of be present. So tell us a little bit how do you walk your clients through that process to kind of be present and and really fully understand like where they are today.
2: Yeah. So I think the very first thing is to commit to the time to do it, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. I'm a coach. So people invest to work with me mm-hmm. and that's a big step. You know, if you really want to hold yourself accountable, put your money where your mouth is, right? Invest right. in a good coach, in someone who can help you uplevel yourself. Because just even having the time to sit and be asked powerful questions transforms your experience, Hmm. right? So I have a complete roster of questions that you can, you know, that you can ask yourself. Hmm. And it simply starts with just ask yourself, where am I today? Hmm. Where am I today in terms of, Where's where my business? How much, how much are we doing in terms of sales volume? How are we doing in terms of people? Mm-hmm. How do, how is my leadership? And I'm a big, big, big believer. If you have a company in asking your people where mm-hmm. they are. And I always call that a listening tour. It's something that I, um, that I found from a, from a great book many years ago. And I love the concept and from Suzanne Bates speak like a CEO. Um, that's, that's been a really powerful thing as to that concept of a listening tour, because it's a opportunity for people in the organization whose opinion really truly matters, especially with a small business, right? If you have 10 people in your company, those 10 people really know you, <laughs> they really know you as in a person and you as in an organization. And if you ask them, you know, what do you love about working here? What don't you love? What is working? What isn't working? And if you ask them, if you were king for the day or you were queen for the day, what would you change and why? You'll get gold.
1: Mm -hmm. I really like... um The listening tour. I've never heard of that phrase before, but I think that's like a great way. Like, it's one thing to kind of look within yourself and evaluate, like who you you know who you are, what do you want, where you're at today. Asking those questions, like you said, business, sales, people, etc. And uh, but then it's like once you kind of do that internal evaluation, it's important to apply sort of the same questions and principles um, and practice to the people that you work with.
2: Absolutely, and the people who make up your company, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you're just yourself, you, yes, you can still have a company as a solopreneur, Mm -hmm. but when you start to add people, the organization starts to take on a life, right? Mm -hmm. It's a living breathing thing made up of your people, your product and your, and your process, Mm -hmm. but your people are the, what enlivens it. So you have to ask your people and they will tell you. And the, the best possible way to do a listening tour is to make it anonymous. So that Mm. you can't, you can't know who said what, Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you have three people on your team, it's going to be pretty hard for it to be anonymous, unless you have (laughs) someone else do the tour for you. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of just making a survey monkey tour, Mm. make sure you have your three responses. Don't have people put their name to it. Um, or if you have a larger organization, have someone do it for you, right? Hire a coach to do it for you. Mm -hmm. Um, because it's, people will tell you the truth if you give them the chance to do it without putting their job on the line.
1: Right, right. For sure. I like how you um, gave, gave that example of, uh, let's say using Survey Monkey, because here I was thinking in my head, oh, you know, the boss is going to walk around the office and ask people, hey, you know, like, what do you really (laughs) think of the company? So I feel (laughs) one that's really intimidating. I remember the last time I worked in the office, I just hated when people would walk by my cubicle. Um, But yeah, and then two, people aren't going to give really honest answers. So to give them that safe space, even something such as a Survey Monkey, or like you said, a third party to come in and do that study or to do the listening tour, I think is really powerful.
2: Yeah, I've done a A lot, a lot, a lot of them in my, in my five years in business. And even actually before that, it was a tool that I used when I had my corporate career. Um, Every time I take over a new division, I would do a listening tour Mm -hmm. and I would spend a month in observation. Mm -hmm. So um, that, that was always my jam when I took over a new team, which I did, which I did right career. So it was, it was really a helpful um, technique to bring in, you know, Mm -hmm. you, if technology is not your jam and you know, figuring out how to run a survey monkey survey would be hard for you to do, or you feel it would be hard. You can just start with a, with a piece of paper, right? <laughs> Call, write the words listening to her on the top and ask mm-hmm. four questions. What do you love about working here? What do you don't love about, about working here? Um, what would you do if you were king or queen for the day? And it, is there anything else you feel I should know? Mm-hmm. And if you just ask those four questions on a blank piece of paper and give people, you know, 45 minutes all sitting together to do their listening tour, give everyone blue pens so that nobody has like, oh, they handed in the black pen one, right? Mm-hmm. And then just let them do it. They will give you gems. And then what you do with that knowledge, is not just, it gives you the tools to know what to change. That's one thing it does. But the other thing it does is it gives you the power of framing for any change mm-hmm. that you want to make. Mm-hmm. Because when you read what they say, you can usually find things you can change, but there's almost always one low-hanging fruit mm-hmm. that you can just really easily fix, like just super simple fix, and then you celebrate it. You share the results of the tour with your team in a meeting, right? You mm-hmm. should tell them what you heard, what you learned, and you give them a win from it. Mm-hmm. Hey, you all asked for blah, blah, blah. Yay, you're getting it. You know, so then every time you want to launch something new, or you want to um, implement an improvement, you go back to what did they ask for? What did they want? What was core to them in the listening tour? And you frame Mm -hmm. up your change, your improvement, your ask for them in terms of I'm giving you what you want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's so powerful. People love their own babies, don't we? Right? And that's, that's what this is. This taps into that human desire to love our own creations Mm -hmm. and this is their thought creation that they gave you this is their idea that they shared with you and when you say even if you only use two percent of their idea they will still see themselves reflected and when they see themselves reflected they're going to champion it instead of roadblock
1: right for sure um I can't think of like the perfect quote right now, but something like, you know, if a person feels um, seen and validated and observed, uh, it makes them a little more productive. It makes them feel it feels like they want to contribute more because they know that, you know, what they're doing matters and is being seen. Um, sure. And it makes them feel more responsible, you know, to show up uh, in a way that's productive, not just for themselves, but, you know, for the company or the community as a whole.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Madeline, let's get for people that kind of want to understand this uh, visually, um, give us a case study, maybe a favorite client or uh, a recent client where you kind of took them through this uh, transformative process of, you know, working with the team and maybe identifying that low hanging fruit that seems so small, but like made all the difference.
2: Yeah. So there's two things that come to mind. Um, The first one I'll uh, I'll tell you. Second is the case study one that kind of I'll give you the whole soup to nuts. Um, But the other one of the lowest hanging fruit. So I work with a large organization. With a I do consulting for big businesses in my industry as well. You know. The, the the vendors and the uh, manufacturers, you know, even companies like Home Advisor, Yelp, Angie's List, those sort of companies. So large organizations.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
2: did a listening tour um, in a large organization about two years ago with a whole sales team. I think it was about somewhere between 25 and 40 people. Mm. And the sales team wanted, desperately wanted to have an incentive that they could offer Their brand new clients Mm -hmm. to get those newly signed accounts. It was a B2B. So they're selling to the small business owner Mm -hmm. and they're, they're selling a product that the small business needs to retail, right? Does that make sense? Okay. Mm -hmm. So they needed an incentive to get that brand new, brand new account to make their first purchase, Mm. something really good, but then to incentivize to make their second and third and fourth because their biggest competitor was not a competitor. It was mm-hmm. the status quo. It was whatever that wow. company was already doing, no matter right, wrong, good, bad, or indifferent, good, whatever, that's just, that's always actually the biggest competitor. Mm-hmm. Even if you have large competitors who, who compete for the same product, same space, the status quo is the most compelling of all competitors, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. it takes effort to make change, okay? Right. So that's what they wanted. They're like, please give us something. Well, that's exactly what we did. When we launched the listening tour, we gave them a three-month suite of tools that they could leverage for brand new accounts. And what do you think happened, right? They got those new accounts up and buying in record speed throughout that whole year. Love it. That's incredible. It was exactly what they wanted. And the great news was it was already in the works, right? So we didn't have to change anything about what we were planning but the way we could frame it up, gold. Gold, Yeah,
1: so, yeah I, think, I think like the hardest thing sometimes to overcome is that mentality of like, if it's not broken, don't fix it, you know? Mm-hmm. And it sounds like, yeah, like you mentioned, like the biggest competitor, at least for this company that you're working with was a status quo. Mm-hmm. And so it sounds very, sounds very profound, like how you were able to make that
2: transformation. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the truth of the matter is, no matter if it's this company or another company, if you're trying to disrupt something that already is, if people already have something, whether it's a vendor or a product or a service that they already use, you know, it's like the devil that you know is better than the angel that you don't. Right. So that status quo is hard to disrupt when you're trying to supplant. If it's something that people don't have yet and you're competing for space, then, then competition really takes a more significant place if you're creating a need. But if you're, If you're um, replacing an existing service, product, good, vendor, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. that status quo is going to be the most difficult to shake. So yeah, I'm a huge believer in, you know, oftentimes people miss a sign, their biggest competitor to another company when really it's the status quo.
1: Yeah. Very fascinating. It's, it's like, it's internal, you know, you don't realize that it was inside of the system or the company uh, yeah. all along. And I think that's a, I think that, you know, will help our listeners be like, huh, maybe it's not, I, ne- I don't need to look outward. I need to look inward,
2: like in my that's company. Right. Yes. <laughs> um, and it's our own belief about what the biggest competitor is that dictates how we try to compete mm-hmm. when really it's not about that. It's about, do you understand the driver for your buyer to say yes? Mm-hmm. what's driving their yes not what your what is your offer what are you positioning what's making them make the change
1: right right,
2: right. understanding that little tiny basket <laughs> is 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 a game changer
1: yeah absolutely i know you mentioned that there was one other like or a yes. case study you want to bring up so <laughs> do you want to do you care to share <laughs> sure
2: sure yes um okay. i have a client who I was working with throughout 2020, right? Mm-hmm. What a challenging year for a lot of um, companies. And just for your um, your listeners who might not know about, you know, my, my industry, mm-hmm. um, is that it's a, you know, 2020 was super challenging, but then there was a huge growth spurt mm-hmm. in the home improvement. I mean, think about it. People were living in their homes more, and they really wanted to love where they lived more. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people made made enhancements to their home so that they could live more comfortably so that they could work from home and school from home and all the things. Right. right. And so there was a big, big burst in the home improvement space in, 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 in total. Right. So a lot of my clients were facing the problem of growth Mm -hmm. after having, you know, seven, eight weeks of nothing, then all of a sudden, you know, unforeseen growth. So that's kind of the, the dynamics of what's going on. Um, I did a listening tour with a company, um, and they had about ten people take the tour, take the listening tour, and the what came of it was that people were not clear on who was doing what, mm-hmm. even for themselves. Mm-hmm. And this is often the case with growing businesses that you have a lot of all arounders. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of people who just kind of do what, like they have a role, so they say, but they kind of touch a lot of things. And what ends up happening is too many cooks in the kitchen spoil the soup. Mm. and you have other people trying to stir your soup when you're like look dude I just stirred it now you wrecked it you know so it's and it creates tension that is not because of bad interpersonal relationships or because of bad process necessarily it's simply because roles and responsibilities are not clear mm. so that became so evident it jumped off the page and now look I have a very trained eye as when i'm reading these listening tour results. So right? this isn't maybe it wouldn't be so obvious to someone else but because i've done this so many times for me it just it leaps off the page, right? I don't mm-hmm. even i i'm you know halfway through reading them and i'm like oh my gosh, let's see. I wonder if this is still going to be the case. So what we ended up doing is of course we shared with the leadership team the results of the listening tour and we went on a deep dive of organizational structure. Mm-hmm. So we looked at their org chart which mm-hmm. by the way, did not exist. We created an org chart. Well, that's for them. a good start. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so many small businesses, look, if you don't have an org chart and you're having more than three three or four team members, mm-hmm. I would really encourage you to start creating one. Even if a lot of the positions have the same person's name in this, 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 and this, think about the positions that need to exist in your company as you grow. Mm-hmm. It will help you hiring. So yeah. we created an org chart for them. And then we went through each of the core roles and we drafted up their roles and responsibilities. You know, an actual job description relative to that role of what we want it to be today. Mm -hmm. Not where it was four years ago, not where it used to be, not what they used to do. And we didn't look at the person. We looked at the role Mm. and then we helped to coach the person into their role. So that was the biggest change that we made. We showed everyone this is this is what winning looks like for you today, and this is what winning looks like for your colleagues today.
0: Mm-hmm. And we
2: rolled that out where everyone had access to everyone else's job description. And we that we shared an org chart with them. And it like all those bumps and wrinkles of, hey, stop stirring my soup, like magically dissipated. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And the biggest success with that company towards the end of the year was that the culture of the organization had dramatically shifted to, Aww. one, of collaboration and, and connectivity within excellence.
1: Mm. That's so powerful. Madeline, um, it sounds like you love what you do. I, do. Yep. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> um, and, you know, I know that we have only really scratched the surface with all the good work that you're doing and how people can, um, you know, work with you. But I think those are really good examples for people to kind of envision themselves, uh, mm-hmm. you know, reaching out to you if they are interested or at least being inspired uh, by this conversation today. Um, as we wrap up, I do want to know, is there any final thoughts or words of wisdom that you want to share with our listeners who are small business
2: owners and entrepreneurs? Yes. So my number one um, word of advice is to dream from where you are today, Mm -hmm. right? Don't try to dream from where you wish you were, or dream from where you think you should be. be. Create your goals from dreams of where you are today, right? From the full reality, not just the business reality of your life, but the full reality. So for example, I'm a solo parent. Mm-hmm. I'm also a business owner and I run my, I, 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 you know, owner operator, right? Just like a lot of your listeners. I, I own it. I run it. Right. And I, I am responsible for a six-year-old little boy mm-hmm. and I have him schooling from home mm-hmm. and I have all the challenges that so many of your listeners do. Mm-hmm. If I were to make goals and dreams based on where I was five years ago, I would be so disappointed with where I was today right yeah. so dream from where you are today and move from that place
1: wow oh well that was very powerful dream from where you are today i think you're the first person that i've heard say that on the show so oh hey buddy <laughs> um so uh let me go ahead and ra- hi <laughs> welcome to the show oh my gosh his teeth are falling out that is just so
2: Point cute. in case point in case right yeah hey
1: buddy how you doing how's your day was friday good okay and i completed all the math sheets ahead of everyone wow amazing amazing i'm so impressed i was not as ambitious as you were when i was your age so um kudos to you buddy (laughs) Um, well, let me go ahead and wrap up. He can hang out if he wants to, no big deal. Um, awesome. Well, Madeline, thanks again for joining us here on the Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I have thoroughly enjoyed our conversation today and I know our listeners will really benefit from our conversation.
2: Thank you so much for having me. It was delightful.
1: Yeah. And again, to our listeners, this is Madeline Mm -hmm. McRae. She is the CEO of MM McCray Coaching and Consulting. You can learn more about her and our company at mmmcray.com. Thank you all so much for joining us and we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time.
0: Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or posted on the socials now, if you do that tag us with the hashtag #UpMyInfluence. my influence each month we scour Twitter LinkedIn Facebook and Instagram we pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media now what do you win well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120 you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the thoughtful entrepreneur movement.